This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Yo, what's going on? This is Kenny Anderson and you're listening to The Jake Brown Show. And welcome to The Jake Brown Show, CBS Radio's Play.it Podcast Network. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts. And on Spotify, follow us at Jake Brown Radio and Jake Brown Show. On the line with us now is Mr. Chibs, former NBA All-Star. You can check out the Mr. Chibs documentary. Uh, it, it came to New York. It came to Atlanta. It's in the damn streets of Montana. Who knows what they're doing out of Montana. It's in Texas. And hopefully it'll soon be uh, Netflix and iTunes and all that. It's Kenny Anderson on the line. Kenny, what's good, bro? How you doing? What's going on, Jake? Thanks for having me. Yes, yes, of course. Um, have, have been on... Uh, a cavalcade of these shows and now come in on the debut of the Jake Brown show and talk about Mr. Chibs and the documentary a bit. You came to New York and wrapping up this week in Atlanta. What's the feedback and uh, how you feeling about it? I'm feeling great. You know, my documentary, uh, Jill Campbell, my director, Barry Greenstein and uh, Barry Greenstein invested in my documentary financially. Jill Campbell did a hell of a job with the storyline um, basically, they're just giving back, paying it forward. Um, about four or five years ago, all these documentary phases were going on. And everybody was like, man, you should tell yours. You, you know, you Kenny Anderson, you got a great story. And, um, you know, met with Jill. He shadowed me for about five years. And um, it just was great, man. Just went, went through my whole life, my high school years, my college, pro careers, my life now. You know, which makes it great. It's, it's, it's really the documentary is not, you know, it's not finished. You know, my life is not finished. So it's like a, it wasn't dark. It was just basically, you know, what I've been through, all the obstacles I had to overcome, you know, being the number one pick recruit in New, in my high school days for four years. Um, and um, just growing up in New York, you know, dysfunctional home. And I hit all type of, I hit everything, man. I hit, um, you know, different life lessons people can learn from from this documentary and I, I just think it's getting some good reviews how could you hate on it and you know i'm just giving back and uh telling the truth that's it yeah and it, it's a tough thing to come to i mean letting this all out and letting the world see and it wasn't easy either i, mean, I remember when we were doing brown and troop in uh 2014 2015 you were working on it and it took a couple of years uh to finally come to fruition right Oh yeah, definitely. It's not. It wasn't easy for me to tell my story. Mm-hmm. You know, my mother passed in 2005. She's looking down at me, smiling like you're doing a good thing. You know, after the the way the world is, you know, after seeing and hearing and reading, I just said, man, I have to. You know, me coming from a different uh, platform and being Kenny Anderson, the All Star, and playing in the league, I have a, I have a, I have a stage, and I have to be that voice to try to help some young kids and. Just to just to just to give back, and um, it took some time for me um, really being honest and open with myself. But I know I, if I had to do the documentary, I had to be that way. What was the moment, Kenny, where you it clicked in your head? You're like, all right, it's time to let this out. There, there was that one time where you did it. When was it? I don't know. I think it was like four or five years ago on um, 
SB Nation. Um, just something came over me, you know what I mean, uh, about the, uh, you know, about, about being abused and molested, and uh, I just, you know, I just think my mother had passed things, you know, um, and I was reading stuff, hearing stuff about what was going on in the world, and I just thought it was time to, to let it out. I'm not sure if I would have done it if my mother was living. I probably would still be holding on to demons and things like that. But it's 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 it's, it's, it's helped me, you know, um, get it off my shoulder. I could talk about it a little bit. It's not easy. You yeah. got to deal. You know, you deal with it every day. Is um, all you can do is try to be a better better person for you, for myself, and for my kids, and um, just just pay it forward. That's basically what it's all about. Yeah, and I mean, you've been through a lot. Obviously, you did make your mistakes. And you've learned from them and, and changing things around. Where are you at now, Kenny, at, in life? I know you live down in Florida. Life is, um, what life are you doing? Is great. I, you yeah. know, I don't want people to think like, oh, he's 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 in uh, a bad state. And I think a lot of people get it all wrong. Mm-hmm. I'm just giving my story out on how I came up. You know, I'm living in Florida, man. Pembroke Pines. Uh, my family, beautiful wife. Um, I got a gym in in Tampa called the Clinic. I do camps, uh, clinics, trying to add a little mentorship program to that. My life is pretty good right now, man. I can't complain. Um, you know, I, I just think a lot of people, I don't want them to get the wrong impression that I'm living in a, in a dark, dark, uh, dark ways and paths and all that. Not mm-hmm. me. I, I'm told my story. It's been, documentary went five years. So a lot of this stuff is old, but. Like I said, basically just giving back, man, being a child prodigy out of New York and all the things I had to go through. Even in the NBA, had my great uh, power agent, David Falk, is in the dock. Mm-hmm. I even hit that, you know, about the politics of it, the NBA, everything. So I, I just hit every part of my life. Um, and that's what it's all about. And um, I'm, living, I'm living good, man, right now. So I'm in a good place. And uh, all I can do is try to uh, bless others. You know, with some of my wisdom, some of my knowledge, and that's all I'm trying to get across. And you're also the cigar king. I mean, you, you're smoking Cubanos. Yeah, I smoke. Yeah, uh, well, well, yeah I smoke. Yeah, you, um, cigar life. <laughs> C- cigar Tuesdays. Yeah, you, you have like a top three cigars. Like, what are your favorite cigars? Uh, Padron, uh, 1926 series. I like uh, Oliva, number five. I like a lot of the uh, Rocky Patel, uh, the, the Edge, uh, Rocky Patel. Yeah, there's, I like a full body. I like a light one now. I, I'm on my Padron. Um, the Diamaso is a real, um, a real uh, mild one. You know, I'm used to the full body cigars. I like them strong. But basically, I started smoking cigars in 1997. Hmm. You know, in Boston when I was with the Celtics, mm-hmm. and really got into it. And um, really for the taste and for the relaxation, they relax me when I'm going through something. I'm thinking, I just. You know, have my little my, my cigars and coffee, and just sit there and just and think and and, and relax. Um, and that's why I do it. You know what I mean? It's not a fad for me. It's something that I really have a love for. And um, you know that that's just something I do. And then I just play along with everybody. You know, Cigar Monday, Cigar Tuesday, Cigar Wednesday, just a little Cigar thing every day. You know, <laughs> Cigar every day, basically. <laughs> but a lot of my pictures be old. Yeah. You know, so I always post old pictures, but people be thinking that they that I just shot them in. I'm like, nah, man, it's just a, it's a game I play with everybody. But I love my cigars. And you can follow Kenny on Twitter, at Chips underscore one, and you talked about the clinics. Uh, I think you said June 5th to 7th you'll be down in Tampa. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, you can sign up on vspclinic.com, correct? Yes, 
Yep. Check that out. Um, Kenny Anderson joining us, former NBA All-Star. Let's talk uh, some hoops here. Now, what happened with you were supposed to potentially play in the big three, and what happened? No, nah, I'm just not in shape. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much they're going. You know, I'm, I'm trying to be effective out there. A lot of those guys are in basketball shape. They stayed in that shape. I'm in pretty good shape, but I'll stay with the JCC and the YMCA, those type of guys I'll play against. I'm not playing against uh, those ex-NBA players and things like that if I'm not in great shape. I don't know you know, if they wanted me to coach a ball. They wanted me to play, and I wasn't ready. I don't think I'm suited for that right now, so I, I, I didn't I didn't play. But I'll be checking it out. Yeah, I mean, those guys are, again, a nice little $100,000 check and maybe more uh, if they yeah. go further. And you still got the jumper, though, right? Yeah, I can move. I can play. But mm-hmm. I don't know. You know, I just like I said, I you know, pounding, moving on that type of note. On, on the, I don't know how many games they're going to be playing for Saturdays and Sundays. It's only on a weekend, but it's three, four games a day. And I got a bad hip and back. And I don't know when that might occur, when that might pop back up. So, like I said, I wanted to be effective. It ain't always money with me. You know, I could have tried to force myself to play for that little check, but uh, there's more to it than, than life than that. So mm-hmm. I just chill. Your former team here, the Celtics, showed a little life winning game three and then game four, second half. It was the Kyrie Irving LeBron show. Uh, do you do you like them, give them any chance here to win in Boston and make this a series, or is this thing over? I- I don't know. I, I want them to, you know, really give it give it another shot. I was hoping this series went to seven, but I just think with the loss of Isaiah Thomas offensively, they just don't have enough. You know what I mean? But they're gutty. They're doing a gutty performance. You know, last night, the game, um, Marcus Smart, uh, he didn't play as well as he played in game three, and um, it affected them. You just don't know, you know, when you lose 30 points, you know, like a guy like Isaiah Thomas, where are you going to replace that at? Mm-hmm. And our defense was great um, game three, but it wasn't last night in the second half. You know, um, Kyrie Irving just went bananas. Um, he's probably the best penetrating point guard finishing at the basket in the league. Definitely. With left and the right. And then he, he's, he's so, his ball handling is so uh, so crazy. And he can, and he can shoot, the, shoot the rock. So, he just was he he just was unstoppable, you know, um, last night, and I, I just don't think that they can mm-hmm. overcome that. Yeah, I agree. And what wasn't it funny that as soon as the Celtics win Game Three without Isaiah Thomas, the next day the headlines are: Should the Celtics trade Isaiah? Would they be better off? Don't you think that's a little bit ludicrous? I think at this point it is, but you really you got to really you know think about the future. You know yeah. what I mean? I just think if you can't. They have to have another scorer, another guy next to him to be successful. And I don't know if people's going to come to Boston, you know, free agents and all that. I, and maybe trade, maybe could trade, a, you know, who's out there is hot right now is Paul George. Mm-hmm. Um, You've you got the idea of Melo is out there. Maybe you could do a trade with uh, the Knicks. But what what would that do if they get Melo? Is that being be in the same boat going to the Eastern Conference Finals? Will that get them over the top to win a championship? I'm not sure. Got to sit and think about it. But right now, no, that's um, I wouldn't do that. Make that move only if I see what type of pieces I'll be getting back. You know, for a player like Isaiah Thomas, I think it makes sense to listen to offers. But I yeah. just think he was so good this year and such a pivotal part of the team that I don't think trading for Paul George will help. Paul George has never won anything, and I don't think Melo will help because Melo has also never won anything. Um, so I mean, you have. 
the first pick, probably a Markel Fultz coming in. You're probably going to have the first pick in the Nets pick next year. Uh, there's going to be so many pieces around that it, unless you're getting a stud for Isaiah Thomas, exactly. I don't think it's it's worth it. It just doesn't make sense. I agree. I agree. But I think some people just still hung up on his size and mm-hmm. defensively. You know what I mean? That's it. That's the only thing they complain about. Mm-hmm. And um, and they just feel like they might can't get over the top. But I like what you just said. Is they, they put draft uh, folks and have them in the backcourt. Next year you're going to have another um, – you're going to have another piece you know, in the, in the lottery, you have the New Jersey Nets, uh, Brooklyn Nets pick, mm-hmm. and um, see what's out there. But regardless, your, the Celtics' future is very bright. They control everything, you know what I mean? And I think the whole East, you know, uh, is going to be interesting is to see how LeBron, the way he's going, and Cleveland, they're still young also with Kyrie. Mm-hmm. Love is still uh, portable and in good shape. And long as LeBron is still running and playing the way he is, the East is probably going to be Cleveland's for a couple of years. Yeah, and I mean, they go freaking 10-0 and 0 the first uh, 10. I mean, they're just cruising uh, past teams, and it's it's such a weird era. And it's kind of different from when you played because it's like, all right, let's team up to beat one guy. Let's keep teaming up to beat this one guy, and not one team could beat them until maybe the finals when the West does, and I think the Warriors will this year. But I feel like while we keep saying the East is better, oh, it's going to be more competitive, the playoffs come around, and it's the LeBron show. And it's it's kind of hard as an NBA fan to just see the lack of parity come playoff time and no one be able to stop this unstoppable force that has now combined himself with an underrated point guard, with Kevin Love, with a J.R. Smith. I mean, the team is stacked and everyone could shoot from downtown. It's kind of just not fair to these other teams. Yeah, the East is not. You know, like I said, I don't know, you know, what, what team is going to compete with them for a couple of two, three, four years, you know, um, in the East. It's just not fair. I, I think you, one of those other teams going to have to have a big three, mm-hmm. and that's the East, you know. Um, who's there? Maybe uh, Washington. I think Washington, I think, um, and the Celtics will give them some battles in the next coming years, but not right now. Um, I, I think Washington with Bill and John Wall and those guys, they're set. They, they need both need another people. piece. They need, they need exactly. a shooter. Yeah, Exactly. They need that interior, I believe. Mm-hmm. I believe a little bit interior and rebounding and defense because now you look at Cleveland with Tristan Thompson and he's just a beast on the boards. And then you build, and then offensively you got Kyrie, Love, and LeBron, and J.R. Smith and Fry coming off who could shoot long. See, they they got a, they got great pieces now with Cleveland that, that they have around the big three in Cleveland. So it's like I said, it's going to be interesting for and I don't know who for the next two, three, four years that could beat Cleveland. And these other teams just don't have that force. Like we're talking about the Wizards and the guys getting into it. I mean, we're talking about Kelly Oubre. I mean, Marcin Gortat. When I mean, when you're playing, we're talking about Patrick Ewing, Alonzo Mourning, Reggie Miller. We're talking about studs and guys who you were scared to go up against. I just don't think outside of LeBron, these other teams really have that guy where you're scared of. Are you scared of Al Horford in the paint? A guy who was scared of a ball coming at him from the free throw line yesterday? I mean, you don't have that anymore. It's just such a different game now and um, it's kind of frustrating in my opinion. Yeah, I think they had to change it. It's more fan friendly. Can't touch anybody. The playoffs gets a little more physical, but the but the 90s ball was it was kind of hard on the eyes sometimes. You know, 85 to 80, 78 to 84 game. Guys was holding more physical play. Guy, I, I, I have to say we were more competitive. Mm-hmm. Even going against the great the GOAT, Michael, Michael Jordan, guys were still up there competing with them, making yeah. it 
difficult for him. Now these these big stars that play in the league now we we get we get a little it's a little seem like some of these guys a little intimidated and, and play a little timid against these great players and, and, and it wasn't so back in the nineties but I know they had to change it because of you know like I said fan friendly very entertaining very entertaining I'm a I'm a fan man NBA so you know it is very entertaining you talk Jordan you leave me perfectly in the next question it's what everybody's talking about. The debate, and I think this is the year where if LeBron can beat these almighty Warriors who were the first team in NBA history to go 12-0 and through the playoffs, I think you can argue that he is better than Jordan. I know you played in Jordan's era. You played against him personally. Uh, do you think LeBron is on the cusp of uh, passing the GOAT? I don't know. I don't think he ever passed the GOAT. I, I hate I hate everybody was asking me who's better. You just got to witness the greatness. They're both great. Uh, LeBron is the Michael Jordan of this era. I think errors play a big part of it, man. Also, the game has changed, and um, you know he's very talented. You know he can pass, he can shoot, he can penetrate. He's physically, you know, um, bigger and better than everybody right now. Mm-hmm. I think Jordan, Jordan was the same somewhat, but like I said, I just keep. I have to put the errors of when they was playing and, and what era they was playing. You know, but um, I just don't think he'll he'll get pass the GOAT, Michael Jordan, but everybody's saying maybe he'll pass Kobe if he beats the Warriors. You know, I, I don't know. You know, I really don't know about them two. You know, that's Kobe body of work is awesome. I just, I just think, Kenny, that the fact that teams are just building up to try and beat one guy is just something that's unheard of, where it's just literally one player. It's like, we cannot beat him. And I think his all-around game and how he's made teammates better and the fact that he's got a seventh straight – NBA Finals is just even Jordan couldn't do anything like that and I think the guys he's going up against like you saw in the, in the finals with Andre Iguodala and big defenders and, and guys and I'm not talking about Byron Russell I'm not talking about some of the I mean some of the guys Jordan went up against were far inferior I mean when John Stockton was covering him we're talking about 6'6 six, six versus 6 feet uh, we're talking about inferior defenders compared to the talent and the size that Jordan, I mean, that James is going up against, and he could play any position from one to four to one to five, where he he's playing in the paint and stopping guys. Well, I'm gonna tell you one number: six and zero. Oh, Jordan went six finals. That's fair. Six yeah. and zero oh, without no without no build up. To, I, I I love LeBron. He's one of my favorite players. But you jump by way and get Bosh, get Wade. Big three to play go down there in Miami. I'm not sure, and he was very close already in Cleveland. And I'm more impressed with that championship when he lost to the Spurs when he brought that 61 team when he had nobody on the on the roster, and he went and brought them to the finals against the Spurs. Mm-hmm. So I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm going with. I'm going with the era, man. I always go with the era of basketball, and I understand. Now the West has always been tougher than the East. And you got a point them by beating um, Golden State, but I'm not taking. I'm not sure about that one. The league finds Draymond Green game five. He he can't play. What? Well, who knows what would have happened that game? You know what I mean? Last year they might not have beaten the Golden State Warriors. So we'll see this year. You know, but um, they both great players, and um, you know I just get tired of who's better. Who's better? Yeah. I don't know who's better. You know what yeah. I mean? You just watch the greatness. Both of them are awesome. Yeah, I mean, slow news times and here in media, like we have to talk about something, and that's always yeah, a, a, exactly. contra- a controversial subject, you know? Yeah. So, um, but hey, 
war if they do it, I mean, this Warriors team, if he could get past Katie, Curry, Clay, uh, Draymond, and the stacked team, uh, break it down for us. If the Cavs do get by the Celtics here, I mean, how do you see the finals playing? I think it's going to be one of the great finals ever. Yeah, I think it is. But hey, uh, LeBron is playing with some, some, some studs also. Yeah, he's got yeah. love. And he got Kyrie. Yeah. This is gonna be an awesome finals. It ain't like he's playing with Chop Chop Heat over there. Yeah. Um, yeah, they got four guys. They I just don't I think Golden State will edge them this year because of the rant factor. Mm-hmm. They didn't have the rant last year. And there's a lot of pressure on the rant for making it to this point. They made it to the finals. He has to finish this off by winning, by beating by beating um the Cleveland Cavaliers. If the Cleveland Cavaliers make it, I understand it looks real uh Easy that the Cleveland Cavaliers gonna go and beat the Boston Celtics. That's why they play the game. They only they three one. They got another game to win. You don't know what could happen, but it looks like they're gonna play against each other in the finals. So we'll have to see. But I just think, I just think right now the way the way Golden State is playing, all cylinders hit, and they play defense, and they hitting threes, and they just move. It just it just they just look like they're a well oiled machine right now, and it's gonna be hard to. Or hard to beat them, but if anybody could do it, LeBron, a LeBron team can beat them. And let's just hope this goes to seven games. I mean, the playoffs have been so disappointing so far. We had one good series in Wizards Celtics that went seven, but the rest have been sweeps left and right, and just no competition. So I think we need a good seven games. We need no Draymond Green kicks to the balls. We need everybody to yeah. be on the court, and we need Kevin Durant also to stay healthy because he he was battling an injury. Uh, so if we get a full strength NBA Finals. I think you're right. It's going to be a great battle and uh, should go seven. Kenny Anderson. Um, and I, I'll ask you this because he's in the news always. Uh, what's your thoughts on LeVar Ball? I, don't know. I just think it's bad the way he's um, living through his sons. You know, it's, 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 a, it's a media ploy. Mm-hmm. It's, for, it's a media ploy for his business. And I guess it's doing fine, but I feel for his son. You know, he's, he's living through his sons. And, Maybe he should just chill out a little bit. They're all talented, you know, pushed them, you know, quietly, but, you know, but um, I don't get it. I get it. I get it. Those are those his sons. He could do what he want to do. But I just think, you know, being a point guard in this league um, for many years, and what's his name? Lonzo? Ball. Yeah, Lonzo. You don't even know his name because LeVar's taking over the damn headlines. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Right. And Lavar's son um, getting drafted, not Lonzo. Yeah, I, 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 I know his name, boy. I know his son's name, and his son is getting drafted. Yeah. But he he has to be a point guard, man. He has to communicate. And I, every time I see them together, he doesn't talk much. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it bugs me, like man, like his father's controlling him already. He has to be like, hey, pop, you know, he should talk to him a little bit more about how he's coming off. And I don't know, if, I don't know if his son does that. And um, you know, we'll see. He put a lot of pressure on his son. Now, if his son blows up and, and be the player that everybody expected him to be, oh, man, it's going to be awesome. So, but but the, the worst part about that is his father is going to be, oh, my goodness. Oh, he's going to be doing the Conor McGregor <laughs> strut. His arms are going to yeah. be swinging in the streets. <laughs> you think he's talking now? Oh, my God. If his son blow up, it'll be, it'll be, off, the, it'll be off the hook, man. It'll be nuts. Listen, Under Armour, Nike, all those places turn him down for his freaking five hundred dollars shoes. He's gonna be hitting up E. He's gonna be hitting up every oh, entertainment channel for a reality show. Forget basketball wives. It's gonna become basketball husbands on VH1. 
Yeah, man, that's crazy. Yeah. $500 shoes. You're not buying nuts. those. No. I'm no, I'm not buying them. I would like to, you know, if he's listening, LaVar, send me a pair, man. Let me test rock them. <laughs> Let me test rock them. I ain't buying, I ain't buying no $500 sneakers. But usually every sneaker company give me a pair of their sneakers and let me just chill out. And, you know, he, I ain't buying no sneakers like that. I, I stick to my Air Force Ones, $80. <laughs> stick you to know? the Starberries for 20 How about that? <laughs> nah, nah, Starberries is all right, though. They're nice, too. For 20 That's bucks. That's my guy, so I always rep my $20. But you know the generation nowadays, these kids, if, you put, if you're wearing $20 sneakers, they're going to laugh at you, which is they all made the same, come, all this. Listen, but Kenny. if you're wearing $20 sneakers, they're going to make fun of you. I don't, they want the high-end sneakers now. That's the generation we're living in. I'm 26. I don't give give a F-U-C-K what they say about me. I got my $40 thrift shop shoes on right now, baby. Yeah. So I'm going the cheap yeah. route. Screw everyone in their I, damn $300 Yeezys or waiting in line for for Jordans. Screw that. I'm right with you. I'm so. right with you, my man. That's why I stay true to my uh, Air Force Ones, uh, $80, and uh, my Air Maxes. I love my Air Max. They had a little bit more money, hundred or something, but I deal with it. I, I stick with like the hundred and thirty and under budget. So Lavar yeah. gonna have to realize. No one. He said he's he sold four or five hundred pairs. Like that's literally chump change. He hasn't sold anything, uh, and he's yeah. he's become the heel <laughs> of our generation. A wrestling term. He's the heel right now. Uh, he's the evil guy that no one wants to like, and some people like him. But I I just think the disrespect also he showed to Kristen Lehigh on Fox. Uh, last week was yeah, just was, over the top. That wasn't necessary. All mm-hmm. that wasn't necessary. Mm-hmm. I just, it just, it just, he goes over top. Uh, and I think he does it for the attention, the media ploy, and to get, to get, to get what he's trying to get across. And, and I just think it's a better way to do those, do those, do those type of things. I'm just hoping and praying Lonzo's good and he just pipes yeah. him down. He says, Dad, shut up. I'm the star now, not you. And I hope this is just a thing going into the draft and once he's drafted. Uh, but we'll see. Lonzo could be feeding him some checks and uh, making him a superstar, and we'll see him at the nightclubs. And, oh, man, basketball <laughs> husbands, man, coming, coming soon Who to VH1. Knows, man. Uh, Crazy, man. Who knows? Kenny Anderson, go check out Mr. Chibs. Uh, if you're in Montana, Texas, Atlanta, New York, um, Chibs underscore one on Twitter, and go to his clinic in Tampa June 5th to June 7th. Kenny, good talking to you, man, and we'll, we'll talk soon. Thanks for coming on. All right, my man. All right, Jake. Thanks, man. Take care, bro. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.